So today we're going to continue to look at the love and power of our God as we get into the second message in this series, the Jesus Miracles. As we talk about miracles, how many of you have been doing the Facebook avatar thing? I tried, like here it is. But people harassed me and said, hey Doug, was that you when you were like 12 years of age? So let me throw up a picture where I'm a little older than 12, okay? Do you see the resemblance? The avatar is me, just a younger version of me, okay? It, it's not some imaginary, miraculous picture. But yeah, those of us who fish, we tell some pretty miraculous stories that, you know, the fish that got away, right? And uh, I have a fun, but really it's a, a tragic story that dates back to around the time of that picture. I had taken my son and a friend of his uh, to the White Sand First Nation, which is just outside of Armstrong, about 200 kilometers north of Thunder Bay, Ontario, where I was living at the time. Graham was maybe 12 years of age. There was a six-year-old boy there who I personally know, and he really wanted to go fishing, and he'd never been fishing. And at six years of age, he had seen far more in his life than any six-year-old should ever have seen. For the sake of the story, I'll call him Chris. His family situation was like incredibly rough. A couple of weeks before the trip, Chris witnessed his father attack his mother, something that he'd seen uh, time and time again, but this time his mother, she defended uh, herself, grabbed a knife, and she killed her boyfriend, Chris's father. And Chris watched it all happen. Chris ended up in a care of a missionary couple serving in a small church in Armstrong, a, a church that I often visited to help out a bit, preach sometimes, and it always came with some good fishing and hunting opportunities. For Chris's first fishing trip, I, I chose a river that was about 60 kilometers east of Armstrong. Far away, yeah, but I knew that you couldn't go to this river, stand on the bank of this river, and not be successful. And when you're with a fidgety six-year-old who's never fished before you, you don't want to be in a boat on a lake where the action comes and goes. You know what I mean. Well, I got Chris's own fishing rod. Well, I let him use one of mine and got him all set up. I was right there with him and quite quickly helped him catch his very first fish, his very first walleye. The, the boy was pumped. And then he told me, Doug, I can do it by myself. Let me do it. I can do it. And I said, sure, uh, so when you get a fish in the rod the next time, just uh, call me and I'll help you. Okay, okay, Doug, I can do that. So I went to uh, get my rod ready and get into a little fishing action myself when all of a sudden I hear this death-curdling cry uh, that I'd never the likes heard before. And as I turned, I saw Chris in hysterics and, and I could see his rod, I should say my rod, moving at breakneck speed down the river, never to be seen again. And, did I mention it wasn't the cheapest of rods? Yeah. Chris told me that it was a giant fish with big teeth that jumped out of the water, was going to eat him, so he had to let go of the rod in order to save his life. My guess is, in that, is that instead of a walleye, he had hooked onto a strong pike that fought real good, and it scared this poor little kid on his first attempt at fishing. And boy, did he have a fish story to tell of the gigantic killer fish with big teeth that was going to eat him. Now, I don't know if Chris had ever heard fish stories before, but he sure knew how to tell one. I share that story at the start of the fishing season here in northern Alberta to introduce really what is one of the greatest fishing stories of all time. It's a true miracle story. 
Last week, we saw Jesus' first miracle where he turned water into wine. This week, we're looking at the second recorded miracle of Jesus. It's part of when Jesus calls four, of the, four guys to come follow him as his disciples. And as I do, I want to acknowledge Rick Warren, who I've grabbed a couple of ideas from as I give this message. Okay, let me give you a little background. Uh, four of the 12 disciples of Jesus were fishermen. Peter and Andrew were brothers. Uh, James and John were brothers. Uh, these four guys had a fishing business in northern Israel around the beautiful Lake of Galilee. It's sometimes called the Sea of Galilee. It's called Lake Gennesaret. It's, it's called the Sea of Tiberias. Three different names for this same Gregoire-style lake in northern Israel. At this point where we catch the story, Peter, James, John, and Andrew are not yet followers of Jesus. They're just four hard-working guys. They make a living catching fish. They've been out all night fishing on the Sea of Galilee, Lake Galilee, really, and they have caught nothing, nada, zip, zero. The lake, like, is in a recession. Nothing is biting right now. They're, they're going through tough times in their job. They're they're cat, they caught nothing, they, they worked hard, they, they come ashore and the next morning after 10 hours of fishing, they're cleaning their nets on the shore, they're, they're tired, they're, dis, they're discouraged, they're, their pockets are empty. And Jesus comes along and he's talking to this crowd and, and he asks these guys, can I use one of your boats as a platform to speak from? Let's pick up the story as the Apostle Luke tells it. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of uh, Gennesaret, the people who were crowding around him and listening to the word of God, they, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and Simon is who we know as Peter, and he asked him to put out a little bit from the shore. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. So do you get the picture? Jesus is already attracting enormous crowds. They, they want to hear him teach. I mean, they're fascinated by this guy. I mean, he's doing miracles. He's, he's healing people. The crowds, they're, they're following him everywhere he went. And now they're just kind of pressing up against him. So Jesus, he sees these two boat and the tired fishermen. He says, let me get into one of your boats and just push out a little bit from the shore. And he sits down and he teaches the crowd, um, you know, just a little ways from the shore out in that boat. Why is he doing it? Why is he pushing out in the boat into the lake just a little bit? Well, when he does that, water actually amplifies his voice and, and it just allows him to be heard by more people. Now, Jesus, he's about to choose four guys to be his first dis disciples. He, he's going to ask them to leave their fishing business and follow him. To catch their attention, Jesus is going to do a little miracle. A, a miracle that they will understand. A, a miracle of fish for fishermen. A, and Jesus is going to do a miracle in the middle of the ordinary, everyday lives of these guys. And it's just going to be one great fish story. Luke writes it like this. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. Have you ever felt like that? I mean, I've worked all night and I haven't caught anything. Haven't made a sale. I, I haven't closed a deal. I haven't sold a house. The, the repair isn't working. Hey, truth be told, I, I'm out of work right now. 
Jesus, we haven't caught anything. You, you can hear a bit of discouragement in the voices of these guys. Sometimes this happens in life, right? Sometimes you give it your best shot and you just come up with nothing. You've worked long and hard and you just have nothing to show for it. Sometimes you just hang in there with your marriage and, and you struggle. Maybe you went to counseling, uh, read a good book, uh, listened to a great speaker. You tried to make it work, but it's just not working. It's not getting better. Sometimes, you know, you, you study for a test or, or an exam, maybe for a, a power engineer course or, or a realtor's exam or, or, or maybe for some trade certificate or the bar exam. You, you study hard, you, you give it your best, but still you don't pass. That happens in life. Sometimes you are, you're working at a job and you know you're working well. You, you know that you've been responsible. You've got the skill. You've been diligent. But in this crazy economy, you, you get laid off permanently. No fault of your own. You had worked hard all night and caught nothing. So this is a miracle. This is a fish story about what to do when you come up empty. When you've been fishing all night and the fish just weren't biting you don't see any results. And Jesus does a powerful miracle. You know, we need to understand this miracle to understand how to get through this relationship that's not working, how to work with the insurance company that's not listening, or how to navigate this economy that's so unpredictable. And by the way, on a side note, oil prices edged up this week, just a little bit of light in the middle of the darkness we've been in, yes. And there's something else that's incredibly important about this miracle that we're about to see. The miracles of Jesus are never meant just for us. It's never, ever just about me and Jesus. Please hear this. Jesus never does a miracle just so that you can keep it all to yourself. The miracle that God does for me is so that I can go and be used by God to bless and to love others. Friends, you just don't hang on to the miracle for yourself. You got to give it away. You got to tell others about it. You, you got to share what you received. You, you got to help others get to know the Jesus who did this miracle. This is important. You are never to hang on to the miracle as if it was just meant for you and you alone. Your miracle is to be a blessing to someone else. So in this story, when you see these guys, these soon-to-be disciples of Jesus, uh, they go and do what Jesus tells them to do. And as they go and do what Jesus tells them to do, he blesses these guys with more than they can handle. And they have to share what they got with others. And it changes their lives forever. So Jesus uses Simon Peter's boat as a platform to teach about the kingdom of God, how to become a part of God's kingdom, how to become a part of God's family, and then... Then we get to the miracle. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat, and that's... Uh, James and John to come and help them and and they came and they they filled so they filled both boats so full that they began to sink <laughs> Isn't that a fish story? You're not gonna top that one. I'm not gonna top that one. That is a flat-out miracle Hey, 
After they did what Jesus told them to do, they caught more in 10 minutes than they had caught in 10 hours. You know, you may go a month or two months. You may go a year or two years without work. But here's what you need to remember. God can turn a faucet on as quickly as it got turned off. The fact is God can do more in your life in 10 minutes than you can do in 10 years, if, if you will do it the way he tells you to do it. What makes a difference between working all night, all night long on your own and just coming up empty and experience so much blessing that you're going to have to share it around or, or, or you're just going to sink under the load? What, what makes the difference? Jesus says, according to your faith, according to your faith, it will be done to you. Well, what does that look like? What does it look like in this time of uncertainty? What, what does it look like in the midst of a global pandemic? When you're working through a home so devastated by floodwaters, when your job is uncertain, when, when salary is cut back or you don't have a job, what do you do in dark times when you are coming up empty? Well, it really comes down to one very simple truth. I just got to let Jesus get into the boat with me. I got to let Jesus get into my world and really right into my life, every part of my ordinary, everyday life. I, I just got to let Jesus in. Peter let Jesus into his boat. And for us, what that means is I give Jesus complete access to my life, all of it, everything I do. That's the key from turning from emptiness into overflowing. These four guys, they worked hard on their own all night. Now in 10 minutes, they have more than uh, they can use. What made the difference? Jesus. Jesus was in the boat with them. Jesus is the game changer. Now it's God with them, not them all by themselves. But let's try to make this a little more personal. What does it mean to have Jesus in the boat with you? Well, it means you dedicate your life to him. You dedicate your family to him. You, you dedicate your home to him. You, you dedicate your job to him. Here's how Jesus puts it. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek God first. Not your own satisfaction, not your own success. Okay. We live in a world that right now uh, makes a big deal, uh, tells us to look after ourselves first, to, to make our own uh, self-satisfaction our very first goal, our most important goal. Life this day, these days is all about self-fulfillment. Hey, that might be what our world teaches, but friends, don't go there. It doesn't work. In fact, all it has produced is the greatest mental health epidemic our world has ever seen. Rather, you've got to get your priorities right. You got to get Jesus into the boat with you. You got to seek him first. When you do, uh, when you, that's when you've put your life in the place where he can take care of your needs. Because he, he can't take your, care of your needs when he's not in the boat with you. He, he can't take care of your needs when you're not focused on him, when you're not seeking him. So, so let me ask you, have you ever, ever made a commitment um, like committed your boat to Jesus, if I can put it that way. Have you ever committed your life, like all of your life to Jesus? Because some of you, you're going through some really tough, tough times right now and everything, you're just trying to do everything in your own power to turn things around. Friends, you need this story because you need Jesus to get in the boat with you. 
look what's happening here. The, these four guys, they don't need to change their nets. They didn't need a new boat. They, they don't need to change their business partners or who they work for. They didn't need to move to another city. They, they didn't need to change their marriage. They, they just needed Jesus to get into the boat and to lead them in the way that they should go. That's what was needed. Some of you are trying so, so hard to make it on your own, to make that change happen. With all that's going on, uh, some of you are saying, oh, maybe I need to get out of Fort McMurray. Maybe, but not necessarily. Maybe you just need Jesus to get into your boat and then you listen to him as he leads you. That's the bottom line. It's all about admitting. Admitting that you really can't do this all on your own. You need outside help. And it means you become willing to do what God calls you to do. And hey, if Jesus is in the boat with you, are you listening to him? And when Jesus speaks, are you willing to do what he asks you to do? That's where the answer lies. That, that's where the miracle is found. Last week, we, we looked at the miracle of Jesus turning water into wine. I mean, how did that happen? Well, Mary turned to a bunch of servants and she said to them, just do whatever Jesus asks you to do. And they did. And they go and they fill all of these huge jugs with water. And next thing you know, they're pouring wine out of these jugs. Why? Very simply, they did what Jesus asked them to do. It's a really simple thought, but I get it. A little tough to put into practice. You let Jesus get into your boat. You let Jesus get into every aspect of your ordinary, everyday life, and, and you do what Jesus asks you to do. You follow Jesus. Peter, he swallowed his pride after being out all night and catching nothing. When Jesus told him to put the net on the other side of the boat, I mean, Peter didn't protest and say, hey, Jesus, hey, I know how to fish, Jesus. That's not going to work. The fish aren't around right now. No, Peter simply does what Jesus asks him to do, and he ends up with the greatest fishing story ever. And then notice what Peter does. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and he said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled up their boats on shore, left everything, and followed him. You know, this miracle, it was a turning point in Simon's life and the three other guys who were there with Simon. I mean, this is amazing. These guys, they, they just leave two boatloads of stinking fish that they could have got a lot of money for, and they follow Jesus. Now, the fish didn't rot there, okay? They left that fish so that their family and friends would be blessed with all of that fish. But the miracle, in the end, wasn't really just for them. It was for others. Still, God met them at their point of need, but then he called them to so much more. In the end, the purpose of the miracle was to call these guys to become fishers of men, men who help others get to know Jesus in miraculous, life-transforming ways. Today, God wants to meet you at your point of need. He's not just capable, but he's willing to do a miracle in your life. You've been trying, like all on your own, and nothing is happening. Friends, just invite Jesus into your boat. Invite Jesus into your life, into your home, uh, into your relationships, into your work life, into your fishing business. 
And then just start listening to him. Read his word, the Bible. Listen to the whispers of the Spirit and do what he says. And as you do, as you get him into your boat and as you listen to him, watch as the miracles begin. But I got to warn you, he is not just going to do a miracle to meet your need, although he will do that. He does meet our needs miraculously, but he's also going to do the miracle because he has bigger plans for your life. He's blessing you so that you can bless others, so that you can point other people to Jesus. In this time of COVID-19 isolation, in this time of economic uncertainty, in this time of floodwaters, God wants to do a miracle for you. He wants to help you in your stressed out situation. But it's not just for you. It's for everyone around you. It's for your family. It's, it's for who you work with. It's, it's for who you play ball with. Okay, when we get to play ball again. It's for who you golf with, you can do that now. Or who you go to the range with, you can do that now. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, into your boat, that's where you start. And you need to do it like today. If you've never prayed a prayer where you sincerely ask Jesus to come into your life, today is your day to do that. Will you ask Jesus to come into your life, into your boat, and just be part of every aspect of your life? And then, with Jesus living in you, go read the Bible. Start maybe with the Gospels, the Gospel of John or Luke. And as you read the Bible, listen to his still, small voice speak to you and do what he says. And as you do, you will discover God at work miraculously in life, in your life. It's not always spectacular, but it can be. And as you look, uh, when you see that God has been at work in your life, it's always awesome. And then, as you see God at work in your life, go make sure that you share that blessing with others. Tell others about this Jesus. Use that blessing to serve others, love others as Jesus is loving you. Okay, with that in mind, as we look to God to fill our boat to overflowing, would you go to him? In prayer we want to pray together and what I want to do right now is I, I want to invite you to pray with me to take the words that I'm praying and just kind of pray them with me and make this your personal prayer your own prayer to Jesus right now so would you do that I, I'm gonna pray and lead you in prayer and invite you to pray along with me dear Jesus I confess that so often in my life I I, I try to do it all by myself I try to solve every problem all by myself but yeah, it's not working. I'm at the end of my rope. I, I tried all night long and I've come back empty. So today, I invite you to come into my life, into my boat. And maybe there's some of you, you know, you say, well, I've invited Jesus in my life. Well, pray this way. God, Jesus, come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Flood me with your presence, your life-giving, loving presence. I want to do life with you. I want to listen to you. I want to be touched and changed by you. And I seek you to do for me that thing that I can't do. Will you bless me with a miracle? I, I need your miraculous touch. And as you bless me, I commit to spreading that blessing to my family, my friends, the people I work with, I do ball with. 
I will be an ambassador for your love and power as I live and love like you. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And hey, if you prayed that prayer and it was really important to you, I'd love to hear about it. And, and one of the ways you could do that is even right now, you could just message us uh, online there and just say, I prayed. And uh, yeah, we would love to hear that and uh, connect with you. Maybe you're looking for a miracle. Maybe you have a prayer request. Maybe you need prayer for something. And uh, one of the ways that you could connect with us, you could even right there uh, message us and just say, need prayer or, or prayer. And, and we'll get back to you and we'll be praying for you. As I wrap up, let me close with the same words that I closed with last week that I think I'll probably use a fair bit throughout this series of, of the Jesus miracles because this is our God. Now to him. Oh, he's an awesome God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine uh, according to his power that it has worked within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.